Hi guys, I'm Pastor La Isi Jimshi. I'm happy to come on your airway again. I hope you are enjoying this period. Anyway, I believe not many of us want this period. But God who has brought us to this period, that's in God. We see us through in Jesus' name. He just want us just want to encourage us that we'll be all the laid-down rule of the NDDC at this period. And I believe the Lord will bless you and see you through the opportunity that is at this period. You yourself, God will cause you to make use of it in Jesus' name. Some are benefiting this period. Some coronavirus is at their own advantage. And some of us is to our own disadvantage. But as men that can sit in their own advantage, I believe they will be blessed at this period in Jesus' name. God bless you. Today, our topic that we shall be looking at, that we shall be meditating upon, is the unending love. The unending love. We want to meditate on a love that has no end. A love that continues or that is continuous. That love that is everlasting. That love that is eternal. This is from beginning and has no end. Oh, how I wish I should have big, big grammar so to, to use to express what we want to meditate upon. I want to believe the Holy Spirit will help us in Jesus' name. And let me say this. As I prepare towards this topic, and I begin to realize that love is so difficult among men. Love is a very difficult aspect of men's life. That men himself, it's difficult for them to practice it. We tend to practice it anyway. But even in our marriage, we see face different challenges that is bringing offenses that tend to break this love that we live in our marriage. So this love is facing a lot of challenges that those challenges they are pressing towards breaking the love. Men tend to love when the situation warrants it. That is men. We want to love when the situation warrants it. Men love is time and situation bound. Despite the commandment of God to us even as a Christian, that we should love ourselves and love our neighbor. Men love our choice. They have people to whom we want to love. Men have when he want to love. Men know how he want to love. And men know where he should love. So man love is a kind of, is a scare, very scare, that is, is scarce. So men love will not be able to stand the portion of dying for one. Somebody may tell you he loves you, but when the situation of dying for you comes, they may not be able to stand it. Hallelujah. Men love is scarce. Men love are very costly because you need to pay the price for anyone to love you. 
the price that a price that you need to pay for any man to love you, for anybody to love you. There are sacrifices that you don't pay it, you may not be loved. So when you pay it, people tend to love you. So there are women love that. <laughs> if I, as I'm talking now, I want to believe that many of us will begin to reason along that. Yes, that is the way we love. We love because the, the situation warrants it. We love because everything around at that particular time is good. We may even love because of our, our own advantage. We may love because we want to gain something. We may love because we want to, I don't know, we want to deceive. So there are different reasons why men love. In short, that's why we need to be careful the way men love us. So God help us in the name of Jesus. So like I said, as I was preparing towards this, I discovered that men love is a scarce love. It's a love we pay price for. Hallelujah. But thank God, as I was also preparing for this, I begin to realize the kind of love that God has for us. Hallelujah. So the kind of love that he has for us. That's the, 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 the magnitude of his love towards us. But let's see the scripture and let's learn one or two things from this, from the scripture about the unending love that God has for us. So let's take our Bible to Jeremiah chapter 31 and look at verse 3. Look at how boldly God appeared here and said to this Israelite, and said in verse 3, he said, The Lord has appeared unto me, saying, Ye, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Listen again. He said, The Lord has appeared to me of old, and he has said, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, have I drawn. Here, God is talking about a love. That love is what the Lord called everlasting love. The love that is from the beginning of the creation towards you. The love that has no end. God declared that he has loved Israelites with an everlasting love, in which I have called today unending love. A love that is from the creation and down the line and it still continue. Hallelujah. God said to this right here that he has loved them with so much love, with an unending love, with undying love, with the love that prevails against all their situation. All the situation they may even find themselves. Oh, love that is that is always there and is still there for them, even when they are falling and when they are rising. Praise the living Jesus. And let me see this. I don't wonder when God discovered that Adam and Eve have sinned against him. You know what God did? He actually placed a curse on them. But before releasing them out of the Garden of Eden, that beautiful place that he has created for them, 
and want to release them into a painful world to go and begin to experience what he has declared or the cause that he has caused them. Before God did that, yes, he demonstrated a powerful love for the Adam and Eve. Ah, oh my God. He demonstrated a powerful love for them. And what is that? The Bible says God has to clothe them. God has to kill animals and take the skin and put it on them. Oh my God. After they have sinned and he has placed a curse on them, God still went ahead because of his love for them. Because where they were going, they cannot survive without that clothes there. So he has to send them out and clothes them. Which I believe many of us today, even our, our house help offend us, sometimes we send them out into a danger zone. In short, sometimes we send them out in the night. And I don't know, we go help us in Jesus' name. I told you, men love is scarce. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The love of God is a love that overcomes, is a love that overlooks, is a love that prevails all over our challenges, all over the challenges that we may face. I look at Israelites, the way they live their life, and God is still there to meet them. To lead them to the promised land. Their offense was so many while they were going to the promised land. But God overlooked them and He kept to His promise. Hallelujah. Samma, the love of God for you, for us, is everlasting, is unending. His love cover all our challenges. His love cover all our up and down before him. His love is so much that he can not let us even perish in our sin. And he cannot let us even perish in our down life. In a time that we are facing different challenges and the challenges has led us into sin. The love of God was so dear to us that he cannot allow us to perish there. No wonder in John chapter 3 verse 16. In John chapter 3 verse 16, let's go there and read it. Are we there? I believe many of us know this particular verse almost offhand. And verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting love. Hallelujah. What I want us to observe here is that word so in that verse. I want to underline it. That word so means something that is not measurable. Something that you cannot quantify. You cannot determine the size of it. When you say so, so love the world. You cannot quantify it. You cannot determine the size of it. You cannot determine the magnitude of it. So the Bible says, For God so much love us, so much love the world. Hallelujah. So it means the love of God for us is not measurable. 
It means the love of God is not what you can quantify. You cannot determine the magnitude of the love of God for you. You cannot determine the size of the love of God for you. The love of God is beyond being great. The love of God is beyond being, being bigger. Hallelujah. It's beyond that. That's how we can express it. Hallelujah. So, the, what, what the Bible now uses here is to use the word, so love the world. Because there's no way the, the, the Bible, the, the, the writers, who summarize the love of God towards us, towards we that we are sinners, towards we that we are already perishing. See that, see that we will not perish. So we cannot explain, the director cannot determine the language that he will use. So that's why he brought, he brought in that language so love the world. Hallelujah. So the love of God is not measurable for us. The love of God is not what we can quantify. The love of God is there always. The most surprising thing about the love of God is that the love of God is even there when we are sinners. I want to believe this. The love of God was there when we were sinners. The love of God made him to sacrifice his son on the cross of Calvary. He make his son to go through one of the 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 the, 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 the deadliest death that any criminal could die on earth. That was the that was the highest point of men discovering how to kill a criminal in the world. They have other methods they can kill criminal, but the highest one is to hang somebody on the cross. And let me tell you this: ever since that period of Jesus Christ. Men begin to reduce the way the capital punishment they give to criminals. Even these days, governors, nations refuse to sign death penalty for criminals. Hallelujah. They refuse to sign it, they begin to bring some other sympathies into it. But Christ that did not offend anybody, Christ that was not a sinner, God allowed him to go through that deadless criminal way of dying for us. All because he is expressing his love for us. All because the love that he has for us is so much. At that particular time that God was killing his son, we were sinners. We We have not come to him. We have not become his son. He said that we have become his son. He's not sacrificing his, his own son to us. No. He was sacrificing his son for us so he can deliver us from the state of a sinner. So he can deliver us from the state of being perishing. So he can deliver us from the state of everlasting doom. That was at that stage that he was killing his son, expressing that love for us. The love that could make him to kill his only begotten son. Hallelujah. The only begotten son. Oh, I don't know how many of us can do this. That we can decide to take our own play begotten son and give it to a, 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 a woman that has not given birth to any child in life. I said, Madam, I dedicate my child for you. And you now go back to your own house and live without anybody. <laughs> 
without any child. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure if anybody can express his love that way. Hallelujah. I'm not sure. Praise the living Jesus. Amen. So, the love of God make him to do this. Sacrifice. The love of God was not developed when we came to Him. The love of God was there when we did not come to Him. The love of God was there at the foundation of the world. It was that same love that He experienced that actually brought us to Him. Hallelujah. It was that same love that He experienced that actually brought us to Him to begin to love Him. We didn't love Him initially. But because he wants us to love him, he sacrificed his son. Hallelujah. The unending love. Praise the living Jesus. Praise the living Jesus. God sacrifices love to us so we can become born again. It is the love of God that makes us to be born again. Some of us will touch it and say, okay, Lord, I love you. I want to, I want to give my life to you. No, a sacrifice has been paid. Christ has paid the sacrifice of what you are not saying. You can only say it because you now feel the love that He loves you. You now begin to cherish the kind of love that God has for you. That's why you can now open your mouth and say, Lord, I want to give my life to you. So you are not giving your life to Him because you feel like I should give Him. But you are giving it because you are not feeling it. You are not realizing the kind of love that he has for you. That is why he said in that in that John chapter 16, verse 17. He said, For God sent, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn it, but the, that the world through him might be saved. So when the son came and he died for you, it is through him that you now begin to feel the love of God. You now begin to feel the warm of the warmness of his love. And you now begin to you now begin to ah, I think God loved me. You now begin to you now begin to get yourself to him. And you now begin to say, Lord, I want to follow you because of the sacrifice that he has paid. Hallelujah. Amen. In the book of Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 4 to 6, the Bible declared that God was rich in mercy and has great love. Let's read it together. See? But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love where we he love us. Hallelujah. For his great love where we he love us. Even when we were dead in sin as quickening us. He has waking us together with Christ and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not sure you are seeing what I am seeing here. See, in that verse 2, he said, God, who is rich? I don't know, maybe you know if something is rich. It's rich in mercy. If God is not rich in mercy, he cannot deliver us 
from that stage that we are dead in our sin. The wages of sin is what? Is dead. Already we are dying. Already we are already take our sentences. We already the, the court have declared us that we are to be dead by any method. That was the stage we have committed sin. So at that stage, the Bible now said God was rich in mercy. And for his great love, his great love, I don't I told you for his great love, where he, he loved us, he quicken us, even where in our dead, dead, dead stage, in the place where sin has killed us, in this place where sin has destroyed us, in the place where sin has rendered us useless. That was that stage that the richness of his mercy, the greatness of his love was expressed. Hallelujah. Was expressed. And I would say, he quickened us. That was a period that you now begin to realize. Wow, I am a sinner. Wow, I want to come to him. Wow, I am sorry. Wow, forgive my sin. He quickened you. Waking us at that stage because of his love. Because of what? Of his love. Not because of anything. Oh, God wants to give from you. But because God actually loves us. I told us men we love because we want to give one or two things sometimes. But in God's case, wow. And that's why some of us, when we come to God, sometimes we come to Him. But we are with him because we want to gain something. And that is why we see a lot of a lot of uh, people giving their life in one church today. Next next month they are in another church giving their life again. Because they are coming to him because they want to gain something. They have not realized the kind of love that he has loved them. Praise the living Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God the Bible declares that we are not just saved. We are not saved because of our work, but we are saved because of His mercy, because of the richness of His mercy, and because of the greatness of His love towards us. Praise the living Jesus. Hallelujah. I love you, Lord. I just say I love you, Lord, now. It's because I am feeling the love. I am feeling the love of God. I am looking at the way He expresses His love for for the Son down to us, and from the stage that He has expresses to me, the stage, the stage that I was, the stage that I was when He decided to love me. Hallelujah! God loves us. Lord, I love you, Lord. Bless I go to you. Alice, something that I want to show us again. Even when we have now given our life to Him, now let us now see the stage of this love. The stage that this love of God that we now found. Now that we have now given our life to Him, now that we have now declared that we are His Son. Now that we are now following fully, at what stage 
what is the stage now? How was that love now look like? Let's see it. Hallelujah. How does that, that love now look like? So let's take our Bible to Romans chapter 8, verse 31 to 39. I think I will say that this topic, I'm going to add it as part one now, on Eddie Love part one, because of our time. I don't want to, many of us will just listen to three minutes, then we'll close it. But as men that will listen to it to the end, this is just going to be part one. So let's see this. Romans chapter 8, 31 to 39. The Bible says in the verse 31 here, say, What shall we then say to this thing? If God be for us, who can be against us? It's a, great, it's a great question. It's a great question. I'm going to tell you now, when we get somewhere, you will see the great answer. That he himself, through the expression of the Holy Spirit, was able to give us. And he was able to tell us <laughs> the who, and he was able to mention those who, and tell us those who, what they can do and what they cannot do. We will see it. Because we are not in his love. Now that we are not in his love, we are not we are finding ourselves in it. The one I've explained before is when we are not in his love, the kind of sacrifice he paid. Now that we are not in his love, the question was now is who cannot separate us? Who cannot be against us? Now that we are now in his love. Let's see. Let's see verse 32. He said, he that spare not his own son, <laughs> but deliver him all for us all, how shall he, hallelujah, not with him, also freely give us all things? What a great question. This man is having, is having two powerful questions. Two powerful questions. And that powerful question is just to express the, the love that God now has for us at the stage that we are now in His love. Hallelujah. At the stage that we are, we are now in, where? in His love. Amen. He said to tell us, He's giving powerful questions. Two powerful questions. Verse 33. He said, Who shall lay anything to the charge of? God's elect. It is God that justifies. And that powerful question. <laughs> we are in the stages. We are now in his love. Look at those powerful questions that this man, this writer, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is raising concerning us. We that we are now in his love. Three powerful questions now. Hallelujah. The first one, he said, who can be against us? Powerful question. Number two, he said, he that cannot spare his son, how can he not freely give us all three, all things through him? Number three question now. He said, Who can lay anything against any charge against a light of God? Hallelujah. Oh God. Who is he that condemns? And that powerful question. It is that that die. For who? Yet, and that, that is reason again. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who also make intercession for us? 
at what stage? The stage that we are now in is love. God has now made Christ that suffer all those things that he suffered here on earth. And it is now risen. And it's now seated at the right hand of God. It's now doing a daily work for us. And it's now doing a daily work for us. Bible said he make it. Not the meaning of make it. It is a continuous thing. He's making intercession for us. My God, I love you, Lord. Amen. He's now making intercession for us at the right hand of God. Hallelujah. The Son of God that died on the cross of Calvary for us as a sinner, after we are now in Him, that same Son at the right hand of God is making intercession for us. Hallelujah. No wonder the Bible said, we don't even know what to ask. But the Holy Spirit is helping us, helping our what? Infirmity. Somebody is already with him over there making intercession for us. But let's see why. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Because we are not in him. There are reasons why he is making that intercession for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That powerful question on him, verse Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? That is the place we are going. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Hallelujah. Powerful questions. Who shall separate you from who? From the love of Christ. Because of our tireless job now, 37, 37 is in. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conqueror through in the love us. In all that has mentioned, mentioned above, and all that is still going to mention below, he said they are not capable to separate us. He said because. He has made us to conquer. And if we are more than conquer, we are the type that did not go to war, but we are declared a conqueror. Christ is the only one that went to the war to die for us. But his victory now gave us that time more than conquer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at verse 38. Because of our time. Self and persuaded that neither death, hallelujah, neither death, even when we are dying, the love of God is still there for us. Oh, we are going to take the second part. For I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angel, nor principality, nor power, nor things present. COVID-19 now. Nothing to come. Don't know that disease that will come tomorrow. And that pandemic that they will give and that name to. Hallelujah. No height. No depth. Depth. 
nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in who? In Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Our Lord. The love that God now expressed to us, who that we are now born again, that love is now hidden in Christ Jesus. When we were sinners, that love was expressed through Christ Jesus. And that we are now born again, that love is now hidden inside Christ Jesus. That is why it is very difficult for anything to be able to separate us from Him. Because that love now that is now in Christ is now seated at the right side of God. And for anything to be able to go to be able to remove us from the love of God, that thing need to you need to visit heaven, bring Christ down, kill him again, then took the love of God for him. I wish I believe it's not possible. That is the stage that we are born again. That is the stage of the love of God for us. That is a stage that nothing can separate us. Not famine, not, not whatever you are going through now. They are not capable of separating you from the love of God. It is not the time you now need to explain us and say, I don't even know maybe God loves me. I don't even know maybe God likes me. I don't know maybe I'm suffering from the sin that I have suffered before. Oh, maybe I'm suffering from one thing or the other. That's why I am going through this. Let me tell you this. He said, nothing can separate you from the love that he has for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that those powerful questions that he has asked, he was able to give us powerful answer to all those things. Let me tell you this. God that has loved you, that has given Christ, is promising you here as a Christian, as a born again, that he can through him give you all things. No wonder Christ himself said, ask my father anything in my name. He will give you Oh God, oh God, look at the opportunity that we now have that we are born again. Wow, 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 wow. Look at the opportunity. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh God. Hallelujah. I hope I pray that the Lord will open your eyes to his love in the name of Jesus. The love of God is ahead of us. The love of God is is far above us. The love of God is always is there. The love of God saves us. The love of God is still with us now, providing, guiding, leading. I'm telling you, a lot of things that the love of God is doing. I want to believe in the past two of it. We shall look at it. Praise our living Jesus. We can look at it more than this. Hallelujah. So, the Lord himself is saying, that he is not going to allow anything to be able to separate us. Praise the living Jesus. Praise the living Jesus. Oh, let's see. I want to. I want us to see something in that Ephesians chapter three. I want to be praying a prayer for us. Prayer for us from there. Ephesians chapter three. So I want to be looking at verse fourteen. I want us to read it down to nineteen. So I want us to see something here. These are the prayers that I will pray for us. These are the prayers that I want to encourage us to, 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 to pray. Hallelujah. Let's read it. Say, for this cause, I bow my knee unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
of whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named, that he will grant us, look at the prayer point, that he will grant us according to the riches of his glory, to be sweating with mind by spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye be rooted and grounded in love. That is it. That is the prayer point. That is the area that when we are now in need, how we should be grounded in love. That is the prayer point we should be praying. How we should be grounded in love. So that our own way of now expressing the love of God to others will not be different from the way others express their love. Hallelujah. That is the prayer point now. That, that, is, that is the level that we are going, that I'm taking us to. That we will now express our love will not be different from the way others express their love. We will not love with condition. We will not love unconditionally. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, that will be rooted and grounded in love. That, that may, may be, that we may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth. We may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. So, see, the Bible is saying that we'll be able to know it, the length, we'll be able to comprehend the length, the breadth, oh God, the height, the depth. And that's why I told that the love of God is beyond being great. Look at the description, of, the way we talk about something great now. The Bible is seeing it this way: the length, the depth, the breadth, and the height of it, so that we're able to comprehend it, and that we're able to know the love of God, which passes knowledge. The love that passes the way we think, the part the way we comprehend. The one that I'm teaching you now is one that my brain, my my brain, or what he has inspired me can express. Hallelujah! The love of God is beyond what I've even taught you. What I'm this. Little, little meditation I want to give us is beyond that. Hallelujah. So I'm praying this prayer point for you that that apostle has been praying that you will have the knowledge, you will be able to comprehend the love of God that passes knowledge in the name of Jesus. As 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 we proceed in this period of pandemic, the love the love of God will be kindled in your heart. The love of God will be, will be, we receive the fire of Him in the name of Jesus, and the Lord will bless you. You will love Him more in the name of Jesus. You will be rooted and grounded in His love in the name of Jesus. God bless you in Jesus' name. I want to listen to this podcast. Download it. Send it to others. Don't let us look like them that will tell you if you don't share something will happen. I'm not going to say that. Don't. If, just listen to it yourself and let other benefit from it. And as you do that, the Lord will bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you. God bless you. In our next podcast, we're going to be looking at your unending love part two in Jesus' name. God bless you. Mm-hmm.